So, uh, how you guys doing today? Good morning, Grace Church. Um, quick tip. If you're having trouble in the mornings because uh, routines are off and, and everything's just kind of odd and upside down right now, uh, try this, okay? Uh, in the shower, at the end of the shower, try 30 seconds of cold water. Just give it a try. It will feel absolutely awful, I promise you that. But on the other end of it, you'll be uh, awake and alert and it'll almost feel like a normal day, almost, right? All right, so um, we had a series going on and the idea is simple, okay? To imagine that, uh, that uh, there's someone you love deeply who is going through a, just a tough time, uh, emotionally, mentally, and the idea each week is to give them a reason to wake up tomorrow. Now, it might sound odd for us if we haven't experienced this, right? But it's, it's a very serious thing for us. So the idea, again, uh, what is that one nugget, that one thing that we can give someone to make them have the energy, to have the interest, to have the curiosity even, uh, to wake up tomorrow and to stay with us? And honestly, uh, this whole series has kind of taken a new turn uh, with, with the amount of emotional and mental uh, stress that's going on right now for all of us. And if you don't notice it, uh, it's there, I promise you. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's almost like uh, each week has something for us too. So today, here's the bit, right? I want you to stay alive because you will miss questions, right? You, you miss the questions. And here's the thing about questions. That's that's um, it's odd about questions, right? Whenever we begin to struggle, um, mental illness especially, often what's happening is that we tend to get stuck on a single question, right? Why me? Um, you know, why is this, this thing happened to me? Um, is this, this experience ever going to end? Um, you know, if God is real and loving, why would this have happened to me? Um, what's the point of being alive or of being here if this thing isn't real? this person doesn't love me, if this thing hasn't worked out, if this is all that there is in life, why am I gonna be here? Often we find ourselves in the low points of our lives. We get stuck on a single question. There, there are things that we want answers to that we haven't found the answers yet. And it has a profound way to almost um, to suck the life out of a soul. Now there's something really interesting in the scriptures about this. Um, if you guys have your Bibles, go to Job chapter 38. Job chapter 38. Verse 16. Now, what's funny about this, okay? This book in the Bible has often been taught as a primary reason for you to learn not to question God, right? Like God is in control of everything. He is, you know, he has a reason for all things to happen. I'm sure that God has a reason to bring the coronavirus and to kill people that we love, right? Okay. I want you to take that idea and I want you to couch it for a second, okay? What's interesting about this story here in Job is that really what it's doing, it's kind of showing you the opposite. So here in this chapter, we've seen Job and his family have experienced these awful things. And in this, Job has been trying to hold back his frustration. He's been trying to hold back his questions because he's been taught also that this is the way that, that we stay faithful to God. And his friends have kind of surrounded him and his friends are now you know, trying to answer the question, why me, why this happened to me? And finally, Job cracks, and he finally begins to put those questions out there, and he finally begins to just, you know, to express his frustration, his anger, and again, his questions to God. 
Now, uh, in chapter 38, God speaks back to him. He answers the question. So, verse 16. Here's God speaking. And if you ever were curious if God could tell somebody off, he's quite skilled. Here we go. Have you ever journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all of this. What is the way to the abode of light? And where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their places? Do you know uh, the paths to where they sleep? Surely you know, for you were already born. You lived so many years. Have you entered the storehouse of snow or seen the storehouses of the hail, which I reserve for times of trouble and war? Now, there's a whole lot going on there, right? But here's the first thing. This whole thing is supposed to, this whole book has been taught to explain to you the danger of asking God questions. But I want you to notice something. Who is the one human being who God is paying attention to right now? Who is the human being who's getting the privilege to literally speak with the one who created the heavens and the earth? Who is the human being who has the direct attention of this almighty being? Who is it who is the attention of God right now? It's not his friends. It's not his neighbors. It's not the, the amazing priests who have been praying in silence. It's the person who finally got to the point where they couldn't hold in what was truly going on, on the inside. So the first thing to notice is that God is answering. There's the second thing to notice. That in this kind of a tell-off moment uh, with God, right? He's just kind of putting Job in his place. What's really happening if you're paying attention is that he is literally beginning to unfold some of the mysteries of the universe right here in front of Job. What questions have the gift of doing for us is that questions have the ability to expand our world. Questions have the ability to, to make this place that we live in bigger, more beautiful, more meaningful. What's happening right here in this little kind of exchange is that Job's world is being blown up, but in the best way possible. He is now aware of things that he was never aware of before. He is now seeing things and thinking about things. He is experiencing God in the world in a way that he never has before. And again, because he came to the place where he can no longer hold in these questions. The reason that if you're struggling today, that I want you to understand that you will miss questions. It's because it's questions that have the ability to take you to a world that's worth truly being alive in. When you allow your questions to not end, but to continue to increase, when, when you allow yourself to live in honesty, and when you're ready to pursue truth, you will find God taking you to some of the deepest, most beautiful places that you could ever imagine in the world. So, I challenge you today, right? Don't run away from your questions. The questions are the good stuff. Now, I, I got some tips for you. As far as like, how do we ask questions? Here's the first one, right? When we are, when we are uh, asking questions in life, and especially with God, the first thing is to be vulnerable with God. Be honest, right? The one thing we see with Job is he wasn't even trying to get to a place where he could be honest, but his experiences brought him to a place where he could no longer hold back. His emotional strength to hold back the questions were gone. In his mind, he, he couldn't keep these things back any longer. He had to let them out. So I encourage you. The one thing we see with Christ is we see the ability 
to come to this person who is called our the advocate, the one who understands, right? The one who's able to speak on our behalf. And so I encourage you, come with honesty and vulnerability. Second tip, when you ask a question of God, expect growth. I wouldn't always expect an answer. Expect growth. Expect to be taken on a journey, right? And I think that's a huge thing for us to understand this whole thing, that that is where the life is. Often, if we find ourselves in an emotional or whole right now, it's because we've been hung up on one question that we haven't got the answer that we want. Why haven't I had this happen to me? Why not this? Why don't I get this? Why did I get sick? Why did this prayer not be answered? But I encourage you to not get stuck on the one question. Expect every question you ask God with an honest heart to lead you into deeper experiences of the truth. And here's the last thing. Third tip, you need to learn to savor the adventure. Every question that you honestly, truthfully ask, that, that all you want is the truth. You're not looking for a specific answer. You're looking for the truth. It will always take you somewhere you've never been before. And this is the beauty of the scriptures, is that every time that a saint in the scriptures or the fathers of the faith, when they began to ask serious questions, when they were ready to be led somewhere new, that's exactly where God took them. All the way from the tribe of Israel uh, to the apostle Paul having to find out who Jesus really was. Every time you're ready to be experiencing the truth and not just the answer that you might want, God is going to take you on a journey into a world that is more beautiful, that is larger, to a God that's closer, but also, again, uh, more than you even expected. You have to be ready to embrace the journey because that's what always comes with questions. So again, I encourage you, learn to value Questions. questions are the things that will take you into a life that's even more meaningful and beautiful than the one that you have right now. All right, so now we're on to the Eucharist, all right? I hope you guys have your bread and your juice. I have a beautiful uh, cup here to share with you guys today. That's some good stuff in it. And I've got my bread. I actually have bread today, okay? I don't have the uh, goldfish, right? Well, I actually did this the real way. So uh, I'll give you guys a second to kind of get your elements together. If you, if you guys want to have the kids take this with you, you can. Um, it's such a special time to do this because remember, communion primarily is about trying to remind us of the God who is present with us. So much of my childhood, we were praying prayers about God trying to come to us and God showing up in our you know in our lives, showing up in our in our services. But what this reminds us of is that we don't have to ask for God to be present with us. We just have to learn how to be present with God. God is always with us, right? Even in the situation we find ourselves in today. So if you guys have your bread, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your son that uh, in his broken body, we are given the ultimate picture of love, that you would love us even to that extent. You would love us and be present with us and be with us through any and all trials, all pain, all suffering, all questions, all doubt. You are the God who is always there. And Father, we just thank you that with this juice, we have a promise. It's not the promise that we'll always get the answers, it's not the promise that we'll always understand what you're doing. But the blood of the new covenant promises us that you are taking us on a journey and you're taking us somewhere. 
On the other side of this journey, all things will be made right. All things will be made new. And we just thank you for the promise of hope. Amen. Now I want to pray real quick for a few different things before we kind of close out here today. Um, we have a family in our church who just had a really rough couple weeks. Um, one of our members lost their mother. And then in the same time, uh, their father came down with um, the virus. And basically, as they're kind of grieving this loss, they weren't able to be together. Uh, it's, it's honestly it's just a, an awful thing to even imagine. So for a moment, um, I'd like you to try to put yourself in the shoes. You know, try to understand kind of the experience that, that this is. And um, I want to pray for our, um, our family member who experiences, but also for their family in general. Because it's just a painful thing to experience right now. So, Father, we, just, we, we pray right now. We thank you that you are the God, again, who's present with us in all moments. And so what we're asking for in the name of Jesus right now is that every member of this family would experience your needs. That they would have a way mentally, emotionally, physically to, to connect, to be aware, to be made awake that your love and your healing power and your peace are all around them. Lord, we ask, Lord, in some way, shape, or form, Lord, that this loss would, would be used for good. You didn't bring this about, but we ask that you would just step into the middle of it, that you would use this to, to bring the family closer together, Lord, that there's, uh, if there's any wounds in the family, any uh, divisions or frustrations, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that this time would just bring them together in, into love and unity. Father, we pray for everyone in, in a... Jonesboro, uh, we pray for uh, just the, the Americans who are in uh, New York City right now who are just in, in, uh, uh, facing this virus <sighs> some scary ways. And Father, we just pray, Lord, that the peace of God would be found in, uh, in real, tangible ways. We pray, Lord, for wisdom for those who are in leadership. We pray for strength Lord, for those who are... Uh, Main the hospitals and the grocery stores and all the, the things that have to continue to run. We pray, Lord, for uh, physical grace uh, into their bodies in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen. All right, so um, later on tonight, I'll be back on, hopefully with Nisa at 6.30. We're going to talk about parenting and quarantine. It's not the same thing as parenting. It's a whole different world, isn't it, right? So uh, if you have questions about that, jump on. Um, it's going to be a good time. On Monday, the podcast will be up. On Wednesday, Grace Kids is going to go live again, I'm going to at 10 a.m. And then on Thursday, we'll have a Facebook Live session for you. And, of course, we'll see you again on Sunday. Guys, I hope you guys are having a great day. Father, I just bless them in Jesus' name. Speak peace into their household. And we just thank you, Lord, that the nearness of God would be experienced by every person who's present with us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.